0: I want to talk to you this morning in a few minutes about the God wrote a book. <coughs> and let's discover some of the things in the book. So I'm not going to preach a message, you know, in the sense of, you know, about the love of God, you know, the greatness of God, specifically. But I want to inspire you to read the book, to read the book. The, it's an incredible book. It says, I'm sure you'll agree with me this morning. It contains so many things, but he wrote that book because he wanted to communicate to us. He wanted us to discover You've heard this phrase say that it's the book of life. It's an amazing book because it's has broken into readable passages and identifiable, identifiable writers. So there's 66 of them. There's 40 writers. It covers 1,600 years in its uh, of the writers, but there's one author one author they all present a unified portrait of god his plans and his purpose think about that now 1600 years 40 different writers it contains history poetry humor prophecy romance letters biographies It's got journals, gives advice, it has laws and it has stories. God wrote a book. God wrote a book. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. I'm going to have some passages of scriptures now, if you would please. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those that heard it. There was not an appropriating of the word. It's not the word's fault. all right. But notice that its emphasis is the word. It needs to be received as the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of... Everybody say word. Word. 2 Timothy. For all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And then, of course, his design for doctrine reproof for correction instruction and righteousness that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work Paul in his farewell address after spending 3 years with the church you know in Ephesus his last exhortation to them he's going to leave and by and large he commends them to the Word. And he says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Our beginning started with the word, according to 1 Peter, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives in. Bides forever. You believe in the book. The Bible has been known to transform nations, change hearts, and transform cultures. It renews minds. It changes the very heart of people. It says in 2 Kings verse 22 that the nation of Israel to whom the word of God had been given lost it. They lost the book. And as they lost the book... And the reference points and the teaching, you know, element of it, their nation went into extreme decline. Lives were falling apart and the nation was falling apart. And God, in his unique and divine, you know, work, he sets a boy. His name was Josiah at the age of eight sets him in as king in the development of this boy and those around him he began to establish the the house of the Lord again and in that you know reestablishing they discovered something the book and they come to him and they said we've Found the law of the Lord. And they begin to read from it. I don't know if hearts changed, but the nation was changed and restoration and transformation began to come to the people and the nation. Because they discovered the book. Now, it did not have the New Testament. Don't get me wrong. But the new is contained in the old. And the old is revealed in the new. The wonders of the book that God has has written... The scripture, it trumps every other thought, every person's opinion, every judicial decision, every newspaper column, every scientific journal, every populist vote, and every panel of experts. The book. Stop and think about it. Pages and pages of God. God's thoughts, God's ideas, God's word, God's heart. It's more valuable than... Anything you own this morning is sweeter than anything that you've eaten. It's more important than even the breathing that you enjoy. The book is more than a portrait, it's a window. I hope you understand that. It breaks us through into another world. It's the real world. It's the lasting world. It's the better world. The book says, I, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. But the old heaven and earth had passed away. It begins to depict it. It's a book that shines the divine light that changes everything around us. When you read the book, it can bring you joy and peace and life. Because Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. when you look into the book and see it as a window. You're looking at the window to see who it is it's trying to reveal. It's a book that can waken our souls. It's a book that says that it frees us from The bondage of sin, because the truth shall set you free. It frees us from desires that rob our life. There's a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. But I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly. God wrote a book. And the book that God wrote comforts us when we're depressed, inspires us when we're discouraged, and it guides us when we're confused. It empowers us so that we can make our lives count, can count in this world. I remember VBS. Friend, one subject matter was God sightings. God sightings. When you read the Bible and when you study it and you know it becomes God's book to you. You'll discover God's sightings. Somebody give the Lord a praise. You'll discover God's sightings. God's sightings. And when you fail to go to the book, oftentimes you will miss your miracle. Excuse me, let me stop just for a moment. Paul, we offer our condolences and our prayers. Yes. The strength of God be with you. And I know personally I lost my father and how important that man was in our life. And I just pray for you. And the blessing, you know, and the heritage that he give you. And know, the faith that he passed on to you. God bless you this morning. Yes. Don't miss the miracle when you read read the book. I told you that it transforms nations and changes cultures. And there's a story, and I can't validate that the story is true, but at least we'll get a message. And there was a couple men. Know that expeditions and, and some of the, you know, tribal areas of of Africa, and uh, they had happened to happen upon them and in their journeys, and uh, the tribes' Alaria, the tribe people brought them in, and you know, as we know, they're they have outdoor fires, and so they were they were making their soup or whatever, and and, uh, uh, you know, fellowshipping with these guys. And, and uh, uh, the tribesmen and the leaders began to tell them about God. And, and, of course, these two gentlemen, they says, well, I don't believe in God. He says, well, he says, I believe in God because He said, when the gospel was preached to us, it changed our whole culture. Because see, if the gospel didn't change our culture, we'd be eating you right now. (laughs) It changed them from headhunters to hearthunters. Amen? Hallelujah. And I think that's what we want to do. The gospel changes us from headhunters to hearthunters. And I happen to have heard stories about that Before, but it shows you how powerful it is when they discovered the word. It changed, you know, people and the nation. And that's what the word will do if you'll read it. If you'll read it with the with the intent of not trying to prove a point, not just to extract some kind of doctrine out of it, but to discover the Almighty God to discover who it is that he's trying to reveal, and that is, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ and the precious Holy Spirit. This word has the power to look deep inside of you. It can discern the soul and the spirit. It can comfort your heart. And at times it reveals our hidden faults, our secret motives, offers counsel to us and helps in our need. You know about it, the word. God wrote a book. God wrote a book. It's timeless. It's timeless. It's timeless in its authority. It's timeless in its power. It's more than ink on a page. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Divinely inspired. It's the voice of God in print. Yes, I know that when you venture into some chapters of it, it you know what I mean, and you know, out of it it seems like you know, I don't grasp anything. Just move on until you find a sighting of God. He's leading you someplace. He's telling us something. Yes. All these things were written for our learning. Every story. We really stand in an awesome place of opportunity and responsibility. It says the word is active alive and sharper. It's not just a mere collection of ideas, church, this morning. Not just a mere formation of words. It's a word of It's the Word of God. It was Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1 and in the vicinity of verse 19, about 17, 18, and 19 and 21. Peter emphasizes and shows how important the Word is. He says, I I was on the Mount of Transfiguration and I saw this amazing thing happen before me and my eyes were beholding it and saw Moses saw Elijah what an experience he said happened in my life but he said I want you to know something that the word preempts that moment I have a more sure word of prophecy in the word Will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Oh, how we need to get our direction and feed on the word. I believe in visions, I believe in dreams, I believe in prophecy, I believe in all of those things, but none of them cannot violate the word of God and be true. Can't do it. He says, the Word has the final say. It covers virtually every arena of life. It does not specifically, you know, identify people, places, and things. But there's something in the Word that can guide you and direct you in troublesome you know, and in good times, because God wrote a book. He wrote a book. This book contains the mind of God. Yes, it reveals the state of man. When people read the book and they come to the law, they kind of get fused. God's so hard. God's, what's this about God? God is just trying to show us, you know, our need. It illuminates our sin, but reveals the powerlessness of ourselves. And even the written word without the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the impossibleness of deliverance. The way of salvation. It's direct. It tells us the doom of unrepentant sinners and the happiness of believers. It reveals our pardon, our purpose, our peace, and our power. The Bible doctrines are holy. Come on, church. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true. Its decisions are unchangeable. We read it to be wise. We believe it to be safe. We practice it to be holy. I love the book. It contains a light to direct us, a food to support us, and comfort to cheer us. It's like a traveler's map, a pilgrim's compass. It's a soldier's sword. It defines the Christian character. From the book, paradise is restored. Heaven is open and the gates of hell are revealed. Ah, I know that's a lot of words, but think about it. There's no other book like it. Christ is the subject of it. And you and I and the good is the design of it. It is. Designed it. He wants you to see the good. The end is the glory of God. What should it do? It should fill our memory. It should rule our hearts. It should guide our feet. Every word is inspired. It has purpose. The scripture we read is profitable Paul said it offers preparation for life It's the armor in the battle of life according to Ephesians chapter 6 It dresses you with war gear prepares us for temptation the lies and the decisions that we encounter on a daily basis. I know sometimes it becomes pretty automatic in our life, and the reason it becomes automatic in our life, because we're like David, thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. It's been placed there. And it comes to the forefront at those times, and those, those moments. The word. The Word God wrote a book. We know it today as the Bible. It was the words of the book. And when Jesus contended with the devil that he used, it gave him victory in the moment when, you know, the easiest thing would have been, you know, when facing what Jesus was facing, was to go ahead and, you know, yield. Yield. His whole being. He says, Father, I don't want this cup. I don't, I, I want it to pass from me. But he understood the dynamics of the book. It's not my will, but it's your will. When offered, you know, a temptation, It was the book that gave him the insight to reject it. It was the book that let him know about the future glory so he didn't have to worry about the present glory. Bow down and worship me, and I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of the world. Well... The book says, they're mine in the end. So I'm going to wait till the end. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. It's the book. It's the book. When I was growing up as a teenager, I remember the song. And I'm, uh, Mahalia Jackson, I think, was the the lady that, that, you know, was famous for it. And it went something like this. Dust on the Bible, dust on the Holy Word. The words of all the prophets and the shame of the Lord. In all the other books we find there's none salvation whole. Would you get the dust off the Bible and redeem your poor soul? Give a amen. amen. Hallelujah. A message. <laughs> Don't let the dust collect on the book. Because... There's some God sightings. And if you don't know what to look for, you'll miss him. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many that received him, in other words, recognized him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. It's a window, not just a portrait. It was the Word that went ahead and made nature as we see it and as we know it. And I love what God's created. And the Bible says that there's a voice, a clear voice that comes from nature. There's a message that emanates as we look at it in its majesty, you know, and we don't push God out of it, that he's the creator of it. But it was the word In the beginning, God, it was without form or function, and God said, he spoke a word. He spoke a word. Hebrews chapter 1 says that there is nothing as powerful as the word. It says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. Rightly put, not the power of his word, but the word of his power, indicating that the word contains and is all powerful. The word. It's not abstract, it is God in print. (laughs) You see that, church? It's God breathed. Now, I can't tell you why I include all the genealogies. But he wasn't just letting those guys fill in. At you know, I want my name to be known, so I'll put my family heritage. I can't explain it all to you, but I do know this: that if I would read it, it tells me that God's really aware of every family. God's aware of the, 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 the. the you know. your past, right up to the, the moment. It tells me that the giftings that you have, the abilities you have in life, God went ahead and put them there. Yes. Let me check this out. 17 minutes and 49 seconds, that's about right. The Word, Uh, for those who know, I'm known for a long preacher and I'm trying to shorten things up. So this thing's gonna rattle. Whether I pay attention to it or not, that's to be seen, right? (laughs) Anyway, the Word. It's an intelligence report. It's like the soldiers. You know what I mean? They're going into battle, going into life, and they get all this information so that they're not naive, they're enlightened. They make us wise to salvation. So, Because life has minefields. You probably know some people this morning who somehow the minefields of life have went ahead and put them in a spiritual condition that you're praying about. Situation in life that you're asking God to intervene for. In the Bible is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. It reveals those minefields. It makes us aware of the trickery and the treachery of the enemy. It says in Jeremiah 1.12, God says, I'm ready to perform my word. (laughs) Why? Because it, it is who he is. I'm ready to perform it. As this whole dispensation winds down and is being wrapped up, it says that there's a book that was opened. It's called the Book of Life. In Revelation. So Book of Life was opened. That's what this is, is a book of of life. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Now I believe that you're as I look out, I don't know most everybody I see I know is being a believer, and that's a good thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's a good thing. What what's the book that God wrote? Where is it? What, where is its priority? <clears throat> now, you can read a lot of good books that happen to help us understand this book. So I'm not faulting any of those books in writings of other men, you know, etc. But this is the one he stands behind. <laughs> is this book... <clears throat> the Bible. Yes, I know it's, you know, it's put in chapters, and that's just to help us. God didn't need them. We don't need the chapters. He doesn't need the verses, but we do. So he comes along and he, you know, helps us. Ask my musicians to come this morning You need to hear the word, you need to consume the word, you need to study the word, you need to memorize the word, you need to apply the word. For Joseph, it was the word that he had in his life that helped him to, in- when he was abused, he was enslaved, he was sold. He's unjustly accused. He was imprisoned. He was chained and he was forgotten. And then he was vindicated. Based upon what? The Word. Based upon the Word. The Word. might ask, you know, why is it so effective in some people's lives and not effective in other people's lives? Well, I can't tell you all the reasons why it is, but number one, you have to understand that the word is a seed. It's a seed. You look and you see the word and harvest in somebody else. You know, I only know that harvest is wonderful. But it's first of all has to become a seed in you. It has to find it has to have, find soil in which to germinate and to, in order for it to produce its potential in you. So the, the life of the word just begins as a seed. In you. Then it becomes a blade. You know the growing process. The word has to be sown, the word has to be tended, and then the word will produce a harvest. And then that same word goes on to tell us how important our words are. Our words. Your words. Your life. Think about it, how powerful words are. How significant they are. Rulers have risen and fallen by their words. This morning, as Christians, we have worshipped with our words. Obviously, someone said, "Well, a heart." Obviously, if it's you know, but your heart used them what? Some words words are just part of life a man has joy by the answer of his words the word spoken in due season how precious it is you can increase your own joy by speaking the right words god's word how do you speak God's Word? we got to read the book God wrote. That we know how to answer in a given season. I'm not one of those that think that, you know, well, if I say the wrong thing, everything's just going to go flat. No. But just this morning to inspire you the word. David said that his word, he found it to be more necessary than food. Yeah. It's just the importance that a man after God, God own own heart now, do you have to be a preacher? Do you have to be someone, you know what I mean, that, you know, is, devotes their whole time to the Word? No, God says in Acts chapter 6 or 9 it is. He said, you know, the goal is that you have able to provide for people. That That's what they do. That's their vocation. You know what I mean? But irrespective of that, he says, everybody needs to read the Word. If you want to hear from God, come on, church. I don't need an epiphany to hear from God. I do have them. I have those moments. But I hear from God and hear his voice just by reading the word. Just by reading the word. How many love the word this morning? The word. The Bible in your your life. You can get joy out of life by the words you choose. Your words either make your life or bar your life. Your words are the doors to blessing. Sometimes, maybe, we just need to shut up if we don't have the right words. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying this morning? Sure you do. Stand with me. The Word. God wrote a book. It was not my vocation that I knew, because I didn't know was going to be part of my life that turned me on to the book. Now, my vocation by and large came out of because, you know, I applied and read the book. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I know time is precious, and oftentimes there's not enough time. But if this really is the book that God wrote it deserves reading it deserves reading a little words better than no word little words better than no word father this morning you wrote a book You've placed it on pages with which we can read. Help us to see, Father, that these are your words, and these are God's sightings. and revealed and made possible. Father, thank you for the for the book. Everybody say amen. We're gonna go, but there are countries that love to have this book. There are people in third world countries that literally travel by foot many many miles and says do you have that book do you have that book they're not educated you know they don't know Hebrew they don't know Greek (laughs) you know what I mean they just heard about a book that told them somebody loved them and somebody died for them somebody cares for them and they said I just got to get a hold of that that book amen? amen go into the world and preach the gospel get everybody that book he said they need to have the book because it's the book of life hallelujah go with God Is has gone with you church amen God bless you.